0: you stick around at the end. There's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture is from Malachi, chapter four. I see the day is coming, burning like an oven. When all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble, the day that comes shall burn them up, says the God of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. And from Luke, Chapter 21. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. It will be thrown down. They asked Jesus, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. They will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before rulers and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify.
1: Do you feel that vibe? You just breathe that in. If I was just take a moment, breathe in this space. We come and we gather here regularly. How often do we stop? really witness what a miracle this space is. That touch of Christmas joy that I just felt, I don't feel that at Target. I see the Christmas stuff coming up at Target, but I don't feel that holy moment. Yet at the same time, we just heard some pretty provocative words from our scripture today. There is this dichotomy of a peaceful, joyful sanctuary space and recognition that there is still animosity and vitriol that creeps in sometimes that filters in from outside these walls. And after the emotions of this past week's election news cycle, in the midst of a global health crisis putting people of all ages on ventilators, with the cold whisper of winter looming to freeze us in our tracks, Today we share this blessing of breathing in this sanctified peace of Christ, present here in this space. I'll share a little secret with you too. I've spent many days alone here over the last couple of years. And that sanctified, transcendent peace is here every day. Sunday morning, our community gathers and we share it. We share in that experience together. Yet we may still want the day that Malachi prophesied to come, where the arrogant, and the evildoers are the ones who are scorched, where they are left with neither root nor branch, the very fate that many of them would wish upon myself and other non-hetero, cisgendered gendered people. And these wishes are regularly brought to a head every two years in this country. but even more so than retribution. I want to see the day that Malachi prophesied where those of us who revere God and life and love shall rise with healing wings. It's so easy to overlook that end of what he said when we get caught up in the retribution, the burning at the roots, when there is still the healing wings to rise. We've seen this through our election cycle. Ron DeSantis, well-known advocate for being an anti-woke leader, won his election. No scorching of his arrogance or his posture that he knows more than the entirety of the medical community in regards to transgender health, and yet the very same night, Claire Umu Verbeten, a largely unknown equity rights activist leader, also won, right here, for the Minnesota Senate. She's the first openly pansexual woman to serve in the Minnesota Senate, as well as one of the first three black women to serve, all three of whom elected simultaneously this Tuesday. The day of scorching has not come and yet healing is starting to take flight as these women and many other new leaders elected all over the country bring a lived experience of pain and struggle against systemic oppression that even the most well-meaning cisgendered white man cannot know. More representation from impacted communities can bring healing. In the words of acclaimed priest and author Henri Nouwen, the great illusion of leadership is to think that man can be led out of the desert by someone who has never been there. Politics. Can we let it go in this moment? We've heard it for the last week, two weeks, year. If we're being honest, we're going to keep hearing about it. That's where we've been. That's where our world and our media narratives are obsessed with. And yes, there's good reason to know about it the events from Tuesday. They're going to inform how our country is shaped for years to come and major milestones deserve to be recognized. Yet all along, even as the news cycle turns to its next headline of the day and the pundits spin their gears yelling at a camera, this place where we all are right now, where we wish you were with us, where our spirit is extending out to you who cannot be here in this moment. This place, this bastion of peace and stillness in an unsettled world remains. We remembered our saints last Sunday, and the next day, Anne was typing away in our office. The sounds of children learning and playing filled our lower level. And Tuesday, the masses filed in to fill out their ballots as once again we were a polling place for our wider community. The ruckus came and went. By Wednesday, stillness endured. Children laughing downstairs, the omnipresent 24 hour news cycle absent, only the Holy Spirit of life present. It's a sensation that I remember feeling a couple years ago, too. And I think we all had this opportunity if we were open to recognizing, to sitting, to being present. In those first weeks of lockdown, when we actually all stayed home, you open your door, stillness, only birds. I sat and watched my road, a busy road, by 50th in France for an hour, not one car in the middle of the day. What an experience. That is how life used to be in many places. And now we are back to our hustle and bustle, aren't we? The cars get backed up on 50th and France again Our highways are clogged, we have things we must do, fill our time. And forget that this stillness endures, here, dare I say everywhere? And coming soon, the busyness of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year will be upon us. Emotions and commitments and expectations begin to run high as we have a holiday season where we can see family again, when we can be together in person and feel comfortable about it. And amid all that, the gifts of the coming season of Advent will continue to be found here. Costing only your willingness to witness. Peace on Christmas Eve will be abundantly clear in this space. Joy, our gift making workshop coming early December when this space will be filled with the chatter and buzz of children and generations, every generation, hammering of birdhouses. It's a brilliant sound to be followed an hour later by stillness and peace. Hope, as our session begins the discerning work of figuring out our year to come. Where do we put our money, our priorities, our faith? Your pledges, which I see as prayers for the world that we want to live in, come in and are received and reflected upon. And love, the remembering As we heard last week, remembering that act of love in the present, remembering times past in this space. The laughter of pageants, of chickens. We had chickens for a pageant. The hope still found in children's eyes as they snuggle close with their families, Not caring about that news cycle, but feeling that embrace. Beloved, our media narrative continues. We will see stories of Black Friday madness, of heartwarming, heartwarming tales of late stage capitalism, where a child works two jobs to buy their friend a wheelchair and the pundits just, isn't that so sweet? With little attention to the war in Ukraine or human rights violations of indigenous peoples. Please know, amid it all, the seen, the unseen, this sacred space remains to tell our stories of faith that the light of salvation is alive in our world. Even in the darkest and most cynical of times, we proclaim that from the most humble of beginnings, God seeks to transform our world and inspire us to justice. When the world says, Christianity is foolish and corrupt, Just look at the white evangelical hypocrites who avidly vote against an ordained minister who dedicated his life to Jesus. Because there's a football star with an oppressive political powerhouse's seal of approval. I hear it from youth and adults all over. They say they're the most Christian out of anyone. Well, that's being Christian. Forget it. That is a reasonable response. Then I also remember the words of Jesus himself we heard earlier Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he. The time is near. Do not go after them. Jesus recognized that false prophets would pop up, claim religious authority, but that is when, Christ says, those who are true followers of his ministry, those of us who seek to uplift the oppressed, seek justice for the poor, and humbly embody the beloved kingdom of God, then it will be time for us to testify. Your pledges have come in and I'm sure will continue right up till the end of the year. You're welcome to bring those anytime. Financial support is appreciated and needed to maintain our ministry, sure. And yet I will be so bold as to ask for more than money. If you find your spirit filled in this space, if you find your heart and mind united, blessed by prophetic words, healing acts of compassion, if you found new meaning and calling, if you renew your determination, your hope, your optimism, through community. If this space brings any of those things to your life, this is your chance to testify about it. Not right now, just to be clear. That's where the phrase preaching to the choir comes. But in the days and weeks to come, we are called to testify to the blessings of our faith. Share this memory, this recognition, with a world that doesn't have that message. Who in your life, yes, I'm talking to you right now, who in your life would fit in here? Who in your life is lonely and could use some community? Who in your life is drifting, passionate, yet rudderless, through the political minefield that is the United States in 2022. Who do you know who is working hard and filled with cynicism because all they have is the constant media cycle with no one telling stories of hope? I invite you to invite them To join you on Sunday morning. If a sermon you hear reminds you of someone, share our podcast with them. Hey, I heard this. I thought of you. I think it might be meaningful. Invite them to talk to you about the podcast, about the sermon. Invite them to come meet the pastor who preached it. Introduce us, help us build bridges. Beloved, the time is tumultuous, and we are not the hypocritical, religious arm of white supremacy that has claimed the Christian narrative. Here, the authentic ministry of Christ is alive and well. Let us be witness to it and testify to the world that hope is still alive and love is not going anywhere, no matter the polls, no matter the results, no matter the laws. Last week, Brennan reflected on how remembering someone is an act of love. And so as I close my time today, I will invite us this week to remember those we love who are still living and set an intention to invite them to share in this community. Indeed, I invite us all to remember this community, this sacred moment that we regularly share that is so different from the 24-hour media narrative. Remember this moment in our daily lives outside. May we be inspired to share this blessing widely. Amen. As a church located on Lakota
0: land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, SaintLuke.MN. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.